hello, welcome to Star Wars What If, the podcast where I take an event in Star Wars and change it to see what would happen, but today that's not what we're gonna do. Um, as many of you probably know, or all of you who have listened to this podcast, um, the new Star Wars animated show, Star Wars The Bad Batch, is a continuation of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is a very good show that lasted seven seasons, and so far there have been 13 episodes of The Bad Batch, so... At this time, I am going to review those first 13 episodes and just give my overall thoughts of the show so far. Just because I felt like it, and, uh, because I wanted to talk about the show. Because I do have some issues with it, but I do like it, and there are some very, very, very cool stuff. Well, very cool things (laughs) in the show, so I wanted to talk about it. So, I'm gonna do five different little categories. I'm going to talk about the characters first, then the plot lines, then the designs of the show, and then like how I feel about the animation style. And then at the end I'll just give my overall thoughts. But let's get into it. Alright, let's first talk about the characters. Now, I'd say the main bunch of characters is obviously the Bad Batch plus Omega, even though you could count her as one, so that's Tech. Um, Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Crosshair, and Omega. So, yeah, you have the six main characters. And I'm going to start with Hunter. I really like his character. I like the leader aspect that he has. I do think that sometimes his character can be a little... I'm just going to say it dumb, but usually when he acts dumb, it's for the case of um, character progression, which isn't always good, but in this case, I'm fine with it because the character progression has been pretty good, learning how to deal with a younger person and treating Omega like a member of the team. And uh, Tech, actually, I have a problem with because I did like him in the... Clone Wars Season 7, but in the show, um, now, he he seems, I don't know, for the smartest guy, he's just kind of, well, he is kind of dickish, and a lot of the times, he just ignores things because he knows, like, the probability, but sometimes, you gotta account for all the chances, even ones that aren't really probable, so, like, um, in the episode where the Bad Batch has to escape Crosshair um, on Bracca. There's a light that flashes on, and he says that light would come on if there was an incoming ship. It's probably just a malfunction, and then boom, you look out the window. There's an incoming ship, and it's just those little things. Like, he's a jerk to Omega a lot of time. And, I don't know, most of the time he just... Well, he's just acts super smart, and he is very, very smart, but sometimes him knowing that and him knowing, like, the chances of everything happening just cause the team to get into bad situations. So, Tech's character, I do wish they could fix up a little bit. Echo, I do like a lot. I love his character, mostly just because I like how he's utilizing what the Separatists did to him in the Clone Wars. He has the droid arm now. You see him constantly using that to hack into places and, like, fix things. And I really like that. I like how it's kind of become, like, key mechanic. Because 
He's part machine now, and he knows a lot about machines, so he can help that way. Omega, I do like her character in the first few episodes. She was a little bit annoying, but I'm just waiting for some character development, and there has been some, and I just can't wait to see what they, um, well, what they come up with for her character in um, the latter half of the season, even though we're already halfway through, well, in the latter episodes of the season, and maybe in future seasons if those exist. Um, and just to clear this out of the way, I know a lot of people think she's Force-sensitive, and that's why she's mutated. Guys, she's mutated because she's a girl. Just clear that out of the way. But, I do like her character, and I do like her weapon. I think that's very cool. And then, let's see, we have Crosshair left and Wrecker left. Now, I'm going to talk about Crosshair, because I love what they did with his character. Making him... This evil, this evil guy just tracking, oh, like, tracking down his friends. He's loyal to the Empire. I am, I enjoy the theory that he's going to get his chip fixed. And he might rejoin the team. But I do think it would be cool if he just stayed with the Empire. Because that might fit his personality. But I do like what they've done with him. Because he's so cold and calculating and he's a badass. And every time he comes on screen where the Bad Batch are, you know that he's going to be able to find them because he knows his team. And I just love that. I just think that what they did with his character is amazing. And I can't wait to see it at the end. Wrecker is one of my favorites. Sorry about that little crack. Wrecker is one of my favorite characters in the show. He's hilarious. I love how he's basically just a giant... Like he's like Hulk if Hulk was a toddler and a little bit smaller. He's just so strong and brutish and just super super just super strong. But he's not really got a lot upstairs and I kinda love that. And I love how he gets excited by explosives and weapons. And I just think that he's a hilarious character and he's a good addition. And shout out to D. Bradley Baker for voicing every single clone um, in the Bad Batch except Omega. But that's it for characters. I just, I really like the characters in the show. And a little bit of a shout out to Captain Hauser from the recent episodes on Ryloth. I do like his character a lot. I think it's cool to see a clone who isn't fully on board with the Order 66 stuff and isn't fully on board with what the Empire is doing and has a head, a good head on his shoulders and I do like that. But that's all for the characters, so let's get into plot lines next. Alright, um so plot lines. The first plot line I want to talk about is the crosshair plot line. Which started in the first episode and is still going because we haven't seen the really end of it. I really like this storyline because I think it's just perfectly done. And I think it's so interesting having one of the clones in the Bad Batch get affected by Order 66. And having him be experimented on by the Kaminoans, enhancing the chip's effects, and having him chasing after his um, team. I think that's perfect. I just think that's a really cool like idea. And I love how malicious and cold he's become since... Becoming a member 
of the like imper of the Empire, and I just love how ruthless he is, especially that um scene where he shoots an innocent civilian, and he shoots one of his um elite um elite squad when he first like becomes a member of that um imperial um sorry imperial um like fighting squad. I just think it's so cool. I can't wait to see what happens. Whether he gets redeemed or whether he stays with the Empire, even if he gets his chip taken out. I just think it's going to be super fun to see what's happening. I just th shout out to Dave Filoni because he is basically the god of Star Wars at this time. And shout out to the writers of the show just doing as good as they can. They've been doing a great job. Um... Alright, the next plot line, Omega being hunted by the Kaminoan Prime Minister and then the other Kaminoan not wanting to kill her. I think it's... I can't wait to find out exactly, um, like, how that storyline ends. Because I don't think it's over yet. Because the Prime Minister is still after Omega and then that one... Kevin Owen wants Omega to stay alive. I think that was super well done, especially with the bounty hunter battles um, with Fennec Shand versus Hunter, and then Cad Bane versus Hunter, and then Cad Bane versus Fennec Shand. I think that was amazing. I absolutely thought that bounty hunter fight was perfect. I just, um, I love how complex the storyline was. And I just think that that episode on Camino with Cad Bane and Fennec Shand was one of the best ones, but I'll get that, I'll get into that, um, later. I just think that that storyline was super well done. It's not over yet, because the Prime Minister's still after her, but we know why they're after her, because obviously she is a pure copy of Jango Fett, and they don't have enough of his pure DNA left. So that's why they need her. But storyline was super well done. Um, I just think everything was super well done there. Just gradually building up the details until that until the reveals. I just think that was very very interesting. Um, the next one I want to get into is sort of already over. Was um Omega becoming like a member of the Bad Batch like officially and like learning responsibility and like other people trusting her i think that was pretty well done especially with her going into the cave to rescue hunter in that one episode i can't remember which one and then her getting a weapon and learning how to fight with the bad batch and then playing um Dejeric on the table and learning and earning all the debt back or like paying off the debt that the bad batch owed sid i thought that was pretty cool um, those are the main plot lines, I think. Um, obviously there's the, um, Bad Batch, like, starting to form the Rebellion one that's sort of been sprinkled along the entire season. I think that one's okay, even though I think they should, probably should save that until next season, just because it's overloading the entire show. And then the Bad Batch finding what they're gonna do in the galaxy without, um, fighting in a war. I do think that's interesting, but they haven't shown enough of it. So I hope we get more detail on that. And then the whole, um, 
the Ryloth storyline or plotline was okay. I just thought it was kind of weird to take a break with episodes that didn't really feature a lot of the actual batch. And to be honest, I don't think we really needed those episodes, but they did sort of play into that um, starting the rebellion um, plotline that I talked about. And I already said I don't really think that plotline is super necessary, but <laughs> I'm not in control of the show. Um, and obviously I didn't include episodic storylines where it's only lasting one episode, but, um, I think most of the plot lines are really well done, like, insanely well done. The pacing of each one is great, and the details that they insert into each one make it super interesting, and I can't wait to see what happens next, especially in the crosshair, um, plot line. That's it for plot lines. So next we're going to get into the designs of the characters and the environments and the ships. This is probably going to be my favorite one to do because I love talking about this stuff. But um, yeah, let's get into it. Alright, so let's talk about the designs of the show. This show has some of the coolest designs in the entire history of Star Wars. Cad Bane's ship is one of my favorite favorites as well as Fennec Shan's ship. I love how Shans has so many engines in the back, and I like how Cad Bane's has the fin in the back, and it flips horizontal when the ship lands. I love the interior of Cad Bane's ship, the brig, and the rotating, and all the, like, cabinets for stuff that, um, are in the brig, and I just, um, I want to talk about the Havoc Marauder, the Bad Batch's ship. It's super cool. I hope we get to see um, more of those types of shuttles in Star Wars. Star Wars, sorry. And I just think it's a super cool design. The wings with the color scheme kind of remind me of a TIE fighter. But it also reminds me of like an Imperial shuttle with the way it folds up. And like the pointed cockpit. And the interior is pretty cool with the rear facing gunner where Omega sleeps. And um, just to... Little side note, I love how they have a gonk droid in the ship at all times. I think that's awesome. Um, I really like the design of Sid's Cantina. I just think it's cool, and I like the Weequay and the um, Ithorian that are constantly there. <laughs> They're funny little side characters. But I just think the designs of the, ship are ama of the show are amazing, and I really like the, um, the station that Omega was on when she was captured by Cad Bane. It's like a floating version of a Kaminoan, um, well, of a Kaminoan facility. I actually don't know if it's floating or sitting in the water or not. It was kind of hard for me to understand or see, but I just think that was super cool. And I love the designs of the Bad Batch's armor, um, especially, um, Tex. I think his helmet's amazing. And I really like the design of Echo's armor when he was pretending to be a droid. I actually kind of wish he kept that armor for the entire time. Because I think that armor was super cool. And, um, I think that's it for the characters. I do really like the design of Omega's bow. That's super cool with the purple drawstring. It reminds me of the Night Sister bows, but it's like a compound bow instead of a recurve. And I really like that. But to be honest, I think that's all for designs. Like, 10 out of 10 for all the designs in the entire show. It's amazing. Like, the, the concept artists and 
animators and like people who just sketched out everything to make sure it looked Star Warsy, but also had a unique look. They did a perfect job. Everything looks absolutely amazing, and nothing could be improved except maybe Echo's armor. But I think that's it. I really, I really like that. So let's get into the animation. Like what I like to think about the animation. So the animation. So obviously, it's the same style as the Clone Wars. So I think is a really good style. I did notice in the first few episodes, the sometimes when Omega was making faces, it did look a little weird. But that's just me. But the detail in the animation they get is absolutely amazing. Like like it says on the Disney Plus description of the Clone Wars, this is feature film quality animation. Like I could imagine seeing this quality of animation in theaters, and I'd be perfectly happy. Because it's absolutely perfect. The designs of the characters, the shape of the faces, all the detail they can get in the armor and the settings. It's absolutely perfect. And, and it definitely fits the Star Wars universe to have this type of animation style. Because it makes it feel somewhat real. But you can also do exaggerated action. Just like they did in the Clone Wars. Sorry about that. I'm a little sick today. If you guys are not wondering. But um... I just think the animation is perfect, and the things they can do with the lighting is amazing. Especially some of the sequences in the um, Star Destroyer on Bracca or Bracca. It's really cool. But I didn't really have much to say about the animation. I just think it's really, really good, and it definitely helps the story. But let's get into my overall thoughts about the show, and then we can wrap this up. Alright, so overall thoughts. I think this show is rating, like, comparing to the Clone Wars, I'd say the Bad Batch is around, like, sometimes it hits great Clone Wars episodes, or, like, good Clone Wars episode status, and then other times it can hit, like, just, like, bad Clone Wars episode status, or just, like, medium, like, with episode 13. I didn't think that episode was that good. But... So far, what I think about the show, it's really, really good. Most of the episodes are absolutely amazing. The animation is great. The writing of the show is pretty much airtight. The dialogue is natural, and it fits with Star Wars. And, yeah, everything really works. I'd just say, cut down on the building up the Rebellion storyline. Save that for next season. And then, focus more on... How the Bad Batch is adjusting to living in a galaxy without the Republic. And, yeah, that's basically it. The first 13 episodes have been good, besides those minor details. But, that's all for this episode. So, um, if you want to recommend a podcast episode, go to, star um, send me an email at starwarsbadbatch at gmail.com. And I'll either respond or just record the episode. But, that's it. So, may the Force be with you.